Hi, welcome back, you guys. We are Mouthy the Podcast, where I, Thea Touchton, review children's media and decide, is it really for kids? Today, we've got good old Luke Scorchow back. That's me, good old Luke Scorchow. <laughs> yeah, good old is his first name. Yeah. Well, I usually do it. It's like, I do like Luke, and then it's like, in parentheses, it's like, good old is my nickname. Good old Luke Scorchow. Yeah. Eva Finch, the video game. I didn't actually play this as a child, though. I actually have never personally played this ever. I've only been a watcher. Ah, that's true. Am I fake? Am I fake? Is there something weird that I like to watch other people play video games? Am I anti-feminist for this? Like, it is a game which is mostly watching. Like, you're not doing a lot of actual playing. You're kind of just, like, going on a a journey with a character. So, like, like, there's a little bit that you'd gain by playing it, but not a lot. And I I'm really busy and to invest in the actual doing of video games takes away my actual energy for doing the things that I need to do to be successful, you know? This is like the perfect video game for you though because you can't really do it wrong. Just kind of go on the journey and then you're But also I get so sucked into the story and I feel like sometimes I like to enjoy stories not as the centerfold piece. Like, sometimes it's like, ooh, this story has trauma in it. I'm not sure if I want to think about somebody else's trauma right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm that helpful. There is, like, a creep factor in this game. There is, like, a horror aspect to it. I've seen it listed as, like, a horror game. And, I like, I don't know. I feel like it's not a horror game to me. I think it's more of, like, a more of like a family drama or something. I, I wouldn't qualify it as horror. I can see why somebody would because there are some aspects of it that are, but I don't think it's horror. Maybe not to a man, but definitely I feel like to maybe a woman because the fact that her, like, family members were missing and obviously I went through my own trauma of, like, I was separated from my sister almost my whole life and my brother for a decent part of his life so I, I can put myself in that position and, and I know that the hardness of it because you like grow up together and the world is magical and then they're gone from your life and it's and i'm sure people have a different experience i think honestly a much worse experience where the person physically dies right so you don't it's like a stunted thing in the relationship of like you lost the potential of who that person could be right if your brother was a big person and like and somebody who became famous or who was successful or somebody who helped people there is like a a proudness to be related to that right to know that energy to have a positive family member and so when a life is lost that young or even in like your lifetime your lifetime is longer than somebody who is older than you or around the same age i don't know it's very scary (laughs) there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there and spoiler alert there's a lot of deaths yeah. A lot of deaths in the defense. It's uh, a lot of dying. Yeah, and that's that's the hard thing. And would you say that children, like somebody under 18 could play this game? I would think mostly teenagers, but I'm just curious to see what you think. As a kid myself, I played a lot of fairly violent games. I mean, it was playing like Medal of Honor and you're going around killing people. I, the, one of the first games I ever remember playing was Wolfenstein 3D. We had the like shareware version of Wolfenstein 3D and my dad hated it because of all the Nazi imagery. Um, there's a lot of swastikas and stuff. You're like killing Nazis, but it's it's pretty violent and it's just like you're going around killing Nazis for the whole game. It was the first like big first person shooter. So I played a lot of like killing games as a kid. So this game is more intense emotionally, I think, because it's not, you're not just going around killing, like, demons or something. You're, like, you're dealing with, like, the deaths of this family, so it feels more real and emotional and stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think that kids are 
like kids and definitely teenagers are playing games where they're killing people all the time even like super mario you're killing stuff right it might not say you're killing them but you're like jumping on stuff and they poof away they're dead right (laughs) so yeah i guess that's true i mean in mario you can argue that they just like go to a different you know realm (laughs) you could argue with that in real life depending on your religious ideology yeah absolutely because like the first fact you find out is that one of her brothers disappeared when she was 11 and that's like really that's like a hard age i feel like for one of your siblings to go missing at yeah that is something that i feel like you look to your siblings because i definitely bonded with my brother and i was like separated from him from 17 i definitely feel like there was a period of my time from like 17 dealing with college and stuff that you like aren't ready to be there for your brother it's like there is like this kind of sad thing that happens right that you can't always be there for your siblings and i feel like from the very moment that is apparent in this game the really only family member i've had die is my uncle and i was like 21 i think i was 20 pretty sure i was 21 20 or 21 or maybe i was 22 who knows but yeah but so like i don't know having a family member die that young would be very hard and it's like yeah you'd barely know what death is at that point i think no i feel like that's like one of the ages that you are kind of conscious of death like slightly at least it was for me i feel like if something if it happens or if you see it enough or if you kind of see like the cruelty of the world or you just like are around it and you know like you even hear other people talk about like people who have passed right like i heard when i was younger so much in my life of like oh i wish you could have met this you know this person that I knew that died, like there was a lot of that in my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the same in other people's childhoods, but it was definitely, definitely shaped my perspective about death, right? Because like, honestly, while maybe sad that that's like something somebody had to go through and that they feel so much about that life, it is kind of like you were remembered, right? And that was, that was good. Mm-hmm. You were missed. It's always good to be missed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want people to miss me so much when I'm dead. That's going to be so good. <laughs> but I don't want them to risk their life. I want the miss to be inspiring. Like Aerosmith. I want them to be <laughs> devastated. I want them to be like, I cannot go on. No. Because everything was taken from me when Luke passed away. That's what I want. That's insane. I don't want, I want people to be functional. <laughs> but it is nice to like have an impact. And I think that's what's compelling to me about the story. And also to like not come back to a house until after somebody died like i think about that like there's going to be one day where i go to florida where my grandma is like she's not there right like i'm going to florida to celebrate her funeral it's gonna be very weird because it's like now every time i go to florida i go to celebrate her life mm-hmm. and it's like and this will be like that like realization will be intense mm-hmm. so maybe yeah. it's less scary if it hasn't happened to you so powerfully yet yeah interesting and like i think good choice of words of like celebrate a funeral right yeah because like, you because it and I, and I think it, it depends on some people want f- the funerals to be very mournful and very sad and some people want it to be a celebration of life and a celebration of who that person is and i think that that if it's a celebration that's always a good thing yeah oh, but maybe i don't know maybe it's it's hard to celebrate too when you feel like lost like there is mm-hmm. i feel like a very human quality of somebody not being there anymore right and uh, and it's hard because i've noticed that i've seen people that i've like lost even just like not due to physically just you know distance and time but there's this thing that you miss their energy but then you see it right you see somebody who almost looks exactly like them and says the same exact things that they used to right and they're like not obviously the same person but there's like 
people aren't that unique, right? There is like it's the certain things that you were getting from people are still out there, but it is like a weird thing too because you still oh I could have had two of those friends, right? Like you're like maybe I'm greedy, right? And I'm like I want like five friends, thanks. Uh, if I don't have a group of friends, what's even the point of life? I'm definitely about if I don't make an impact on a person and we're not all impacting each other and the energy isn't all positive, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> anyway, back to Edith Finch and not the Thea podcast. Um, editing gonna be fun but yeah the weird thing about this house when you first see the Edith Fitch house like it feels like there's like some abuse going on to me because that's always been my like theory is that this isn't just like oh a normal family and these are things that happen to just a normal family there was an unusualness and uh and it was like and it might have been sick right there might have been somebody's delusion who wasn't checked and it caused all these things mm-hmm yeah, there's definitely something going on. And that's one of the cool things about the story is that you get bits and pieces, but you don't get the whole thing. And I think the perspective of it is very cool because you're looking at it snippets of the past and then like the present where you're just like walking around seeing what's been left behind. And then it's like you get a little flashback and then you get back to the present. And so it, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting way to go down that journey. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of cool, too, is, like, she's doing this pregnant, and then I don't think... She doesn't have any keys to this house. Is So I'm, like, wondering if it's, like, foreclosed or what is happening. I don't think... From what I remember and what I wrote down, I, she, like, had to, like, sneak through the doggy door, right? Like, there was a little bit of, like... she would, There was many rooms she was locked out of, which is kind of an interesting thing. And I'm writing a book about my family's history. And there's some things that's, like, you have, like, the question, right? And you... And you wouldn't understand maybe if they only answered your question, right? And it's it's that kid asking, why is the sky blue? Why is it blue, right? Why? Just tell me what what it really is. When I guess the kid could just go research it out for itself. Yeah, kid, go Google. <laughs> just go Google it and that'll let you know. Stop wasting my time. But sometimes I think what we are asking for as children is what does that mean to you, right? Like we're asking about like a connection or like why... Why is this important? So there's like no power in this house too. I think that adds to the element of horror too. Because it is like a rundown house. Sorry if you hear my cat. He is also wanting to voice yeah, his opinions on Edith Finch. Loves Edith Finch. Loves birds. He <laughs> loves all animals. I, the cannon factory too that's near in this game has an element of creep. And they like mention kind of hiddens of it. Like they say... She talks about her brother who ended up dying, I think, while at the canning factory. Was like eating... The food at the factory, too. Oh, and yeah, the like, canning factory. I thought you said cannon factory. No, and I was sorry. like, I was like, how did I miss that there was a factory <laughs> where they were making cannons? And I was like, that's like takes this game to this whole weird level. And then I remembered, no, 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 you, you heard wrong. It's canning factory. <laughs> and there was the canning of the fish or whatever man oh that, 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 one's, that one's crazy but anyway sorry i was just went down a whole rabbit hole in my mind <laughs> you added a canning level to edith finch yeah there is you know a canning level on super mario yeah. i guess so it's it's just really getting to him you guys yeah i i mean i like to think that there was a cannon factory but it's not really canon oh my goodness they used to, and that was the thing too they didn't have any home cooked meals they were like talking about eating takeout a lot right and that mm. is like kind of distancy or like there's not a lot of time right there's something to the fact that they were eating takeout that's a funny thing that 
as uh, um, a person who never, almost never had takeout, takeout was a luxury. Like, we wanted takeout. Mm. I wanted McDonald's. I didn't want a home-cooked meal, right? It's like, whatever you have, it's like, oh, our mom is slaving over these meals. And it's like, but you know it's really great? A Big Mac from McDonald's <laughs> that's greasy, right? Like, it's not good for you It's not overall. good for you. It's yeah. not, and like, a, it's very good for parents to not have a bunch of takeout, but also... Like, when takeout is, like, a luxury and, like, a, a you know, it, it, then it can be a thing that you want, right? And if all you get is takeout, you're like, I wish my mom would just make a meal. Yeah. Because then you associate your childhood memories with that, you're right? And you're like, oh, we would always get takeout. I'm sad. I want to feel like a kid again, right? I'm going to go eat this thing. That's part of the reason you are the way you are. Sometimes the cycle that they put you in food-wise is not very good for you. Obviously, I have an anorexic mom, so I'm like hypersensitive a little bit about the effects. And I don't think we've, we haven't had generations where you talk about your previous mental history too, because that is a big part of it. And it's, it's not like to shame the parents, but it is to say like, how important of a responsibility that it is on a parent to do it right, right? And to do the right thing by your kid and like support kids with love. I always think about that in abuse stories is like, it's not about glorifying the abuse. It's about talking about how important it is to be secure, right? And to be loved unconditionally. How those are values that really honestly have an effect on human beings. And if you would have loved me, mom and dad, you would have <laughs> bought me McDonald's way more than we did rather than going through the drive through for a coffee for dad and nothing for me. Wow. Like, honestly, the disrespect uh is appalling you're out of control (laughs) out of control but they did have lots of photographs of each other i always think that's a good sign of a family that they take pictures because that stuff is important you get excited when you see like other people's family so invest in photographers that and that was like the thing that also got me is that grandpa he like built things right he was like a crazy he was like building music boxes that's like hard right that's not easy to assemble it's no ikea uh, and even then uh, i struggle with ikea what's harder to build a, an ikea thing with terrible instructions you can't read or music box yeah, milo has an opinion milo thinks it's a music box <laughs> um, and he's definitely right but i wanted to bring up the argument maybe why you don't feel it's so scary is because there's always that belief that one of her brothers who disappeared is alive that milton like, there's always mm-hmm. that, like, faith going on, even from the beginning. He's still out there. Like, at any moment, he might pop up in the story, right? And that's kind of how it goes. But her dad had spent, like, seven years sharing the same room of a brother that died. That would be intense. That's insane. I couldn't imagine. Like, maybe I went to New Orleans, and I my life has changed. I think things are haunted now. <laughs> Hey, maybe some things are haunted. There's like a scary thing of, is there spirit there, right? Like, are they stuck? Because you you knew them, you know? Nobody wants to die when they're five. That's a terribly sad death, right? That's like hard. That's a hard one. I think it's, it's interesting how, like, we don't know whether or not people actually get haunted, right? That's the thing. It's pretty much impossible. <laughs> some people are going to say yes, some are going to say no. But people do haunt people through memories, through like... Yeah. That's what, literally like that. what PTSD is. And then the like little girl's room was, it's creepy in its own way. It's like so bright and pink, but it got the gerbil cage, you know what I mean? And then she ends up eating the gerbil food, which is mm. disgusting to me. Like I was always taught you are not supposed to eat cat food, which I don't know what says, what are we feeding our animals? But 
Yeah, I mean, they have different stomachs, you know, they could do different stuff. There's like, you know, can't eat grass, but cows can. The like fan theories that I read on this, we're talking about like when this girl is like gobbling everything up, one of the things she grabs is holly, which is poisonous. And so that all of this is like the poisonous stream as she's dying. Mm. Um, I think that's also the problem is like I read a review before I watched it, which is like you have to acknowledge as a movie theater goer that that shapes your impression of the movie like it does and that's why it's probably critical to like watch the movie if you don't know what to think about it then read the review right because but you oftentimes don't go to a movie if there aren't good reviews right so it's like i'll go and i'll glance at the rotten tomatoes what does it say right if it says 99 i assume disney paid them off if it says 17 i'm probably gonna hate it right but there's like a sweet spot in the middle but even then it's like oh if i go in and i know that it had a 54 in rotten tomatoes i'm gonna expect it to be bad and if it has uh, an 88 i'm gonna expect it to be good yeah you, you like know? made up your mind before you got to know it it's and we do that a lot as people it's crazy do, do it a lot the, um, the old swipe culture tinder yeah oh i don't even i'm not getting on that on this podcast maybe one of the other films we do i'm sure we'll get to a tinder one one day yeah, get the, the the children dating app as you uh, with your anyway. i don't want to talk about it <laughs> sorry, don't sorry. make it don't make it so don't do it i, I think it's not. dangerous i don't know there feels like a suicidal vibe with that kid when she's like turning into all of this monsters right like there's something scary about it right Are, were you scared um, yeah, I think it's foreboding. That's how I would describe that game. You're just like always, when is the terrible thing going to happen? And it starts to like play with you, right? Where it's like, oh, you thought that was going to be the terrible thing? Nope. The terrible thing is going to be next, right? And to me, it, it was not scary, but it was like, I don't know. There's just unsettling. Like unsettling. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. I love when she turns into a shark in this game and she like falls to the forest because it feels like this is not the first time I've seen a shark falling through a forest, even though why? Hmm. What I was in my mind right now is that goat game. Yeah. Um, it has similar vibes to that though, doesn't it? Fall, the goat That's just exactly just what around, I think about. You know? Yeah. Goat simulator. Check it out on the PlayStation store. <laughs> I got it for free. Sponsor and, us. <laughs> yeah, goat simulator. You're just a goat and you just run around and you can like jump on trampolines and stuff. And it, the physics are very unrealistic, I would say. But it's fun. It, he like kills people. The goat can like run into people and they die. So that's a little bit disturbing, right? To be like, sorry, son, your father's been killed by a goat in the city. Hey, <laughs> like, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes. Sometimes you need to lose your dad to a goat to know what you're fighting for. Mm, that's a good tagline. <laughs> For Goat Simulator 2. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and then so when the little girl goes and she like finally becomes the monster and she like eats the sailor and then eats the captain on the ship and it's, I don't, that feels like horror to me. That feels like horror. There's, there, there's aspects of horror. Is the game a horror game? I don't think so, but there, there's a blending of tones into it and horror is one of What them. is one of the other blends you would say? Ooh, I mean, there's like family drama. There's like kind of a soap opera thing to it. There's like kind of a little bit of puzzle solving mystery to it. You're kind of going around having to figure out how to do things and how to get into places. Yeah, that's when even the ending line of that first death is like, and I know I will be delicious, right? And it seems like inappropriate for her. And I think, no, she wasn't the child star, but she might have been, right? She could, she might have seemed like she was going to go down that route, right? Then they like found a kitty that also, I always think about that when you find like an animal around somebody's death 
are like in a new chapter of your life, right? And they like named the kitty Molly. Because I know some people do like name their cats after people who have passed. And it's been, I haven't ever really done it personally, but it's interesting. I definitely have had a cat pass and now I'm like, it's shaped the view of my current cats for sure. Like what I treasure more, but it's weird. I've like seen it in definitely in like books and movies where people keep naming animals the same thing. You know, it's like, oh, you have your Marcy dies and you get another cat named Marcy. Oh, you know, like that. that's a... Yeah. Uh, there um, won't be never a Marcy again, you guys. <laughs> which and that would be like a hard thing. Definitely be hard for a kid if you got named after somebody who died because they died and there's like, you better be as good as them because they're dead. Yeah, it's... This game is so rough. Like, when he talks about how they're like... I think the big thing that shaped me and something that I always think about is kind of the grandma's whole thing of like, oh, we're cursed because when we came here, they like lost their family. They came from Norway and they lost their family in like a shipwreck. Oh, I forgot they were Norwegian. I'm Norwegian. Oh, yeah, I know. I wonder if we know them. I'll ask my grandpa. (laughs) If he doesn't have dementia, I'll ask him. I have the feeling that probably the people who made this game, I don't know for sure we should look it up, that if they were from Norway or had like Norwegian Mm. roots, because it feels that like culture feels very important to this game. Yeah, there's also a lot of depression in Norwegian culture. (laughs) Is that really true? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Because of the cold? Yeah, I think so. There's like a lot of, I think cold places normally have a lot of depression. Wow. Yeah, I understand. Her grandfather dies because he's killed by, I think, like a theme park thing he was building. And that's like that weird construction deaths always freak me out, right? I always am scared that even like you walking down the street as my boyfriend, right? I'm always worried that like, what if somebody hit you, right? Like somebody could just hit you in a car. And what is that death rate, right? That's like second best way to go, though. (laughs) <laughs> best way to go is heroically that is how i would ideally like to go is like you know saving a child second best way to go is when it's not my fault at all <laughs> and i was just minding my own business and was <laughs> cut down in my prime that's second best way to go oh my god oh my goodness huh and then their pink bathroom that had the carpet have you ever been to a bathroom with carpet yes it's always weird it is, right? Does it yeah. feel moldy? Always, it always feels a little squish squish to me. Yeah, I mean, it always is going to be kind of... Because, like, the, the, from, like, the shower or whatever, right? Like, you get all the steam on the mirror. You get steam yeah. on the carpet. I don't know if that's true, but I think it is. <laughs> it seems um, true. I mean, definitely, like, you step out of the shower and you're going to, like... Even if you do a really, really good job wiping off in the shower with your towel. When I said wiping off, <laughs> I, meant, I meant drying yourself. <laughs> Um, anyway, even if you do a good job, you're going to get some water on, on the carpet. And, it, you know, it's just always going to be kind of wet. And then, like, you know, people are going to miss the toilet a little bit sometimes. And there's going to be some pee on the ground. Oh, my goodness. Just, and then her dad, her dad died that camera death. I remember that one getting you. I remember when you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is when he takes the picture and then the buck is not dead because they were hunting, which I think people have so much to say about hunting. How do you feel about hunting? I don't even know if I know. Um, I've never done it. I grew up in northern Wisconsin. So like uh, all of our friends were hunter fisher people. They like lived for deer hunting season. In all of Wisconsin, people, deer hunting season is huge. Like everything kind of shuts down. You go to church on Sunday morning and none of the dads are there because they're all deer hunting that week. So uh, it's never been a thing that I, I'm not like into it because my dad wasn't. But also I don't really have a problem with it. 
Like I have a, I think if you're eating the, if you're eating the meat and you're doing it responsibly and you're following the, the restrictions are set up so that you can only kill so many deer or so many whatever the season it is, so that it will, so that you will not be killing off species. So I think if you're doing it responsibly, I mean you're killing cows at the slaughterhouse, so why not kill a deer in the wild? Yeah, and it's also like. It is going to help on supply and demand because it's like people, there's probably a cheaper way to ethically set up hunting that you release, right? Like, mm-hmm. or is it just based on the land, right? Do you think there's anybody who's like manipulating with the numbers? This is so like X-Files conspiracy, sorry. Of like, You mean like the government? Like, Yeah, like is always like making certain things breed or like, do you have exotic animals on a p- large piece of land and you charge this hunting experience? Well, I mean, people do that. It's illegal, but I mean, they do that. Do you remember that he was like a dentist, I think from Minnesota who went... What did he shoot? Did he shoot an elephant or he shot a... This was like... he. I think he went to some other country so he could shoot some, like, big game. It, and it was like a, a cage thing and he went and shot it. I remember our neighbor across the street from us at one point, he gave us a bunch of elk meat because he'd killed an elk. But I think that was... A, he had not killed it in the wild from what my mom told me. He had gone to a place... And it was like, there's the elk, you can shoot it, right? It was not a, it did not track down this elk. He went to a spot where you could buy killing an elk. Wow. But I mean, we got some good meat for it. It was delicious. Yeah, I had, I had venison one shot on my birthday by the cabin because my family's from Michigan too. So yeah, I've never really, I don't know. I can't decide how I feel about it yet. I don't, I can't. It depends on so many factors. I need more knowledge. I need more statistics too over time. You need to kill. And then see how it feels. No, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it. I can't. I don't... I think I could with a gun, but with a knife, I don't know. I don't think I could. The noise it would make. The noise. I couldn't do it. The little animal squeal. And seeing the blood in the fur. I couldn't do it. You've never owned pets. It's hard. That's them. That could be their spirit. (laughs) And I killed them again. (laughs) Oh, wow, I can't. You said you killed them again, which means you killed them the first time. Well, maybe. Who knows how they would have survived on their own? I just made a bet that they wouldn't do very good. I think I bet right, but I'm unsure. It is a gamble. Maybe Milo would have been happy if he was an outdoor cat. He might have only lived seven years, but he might have been the happiest he could have ever been. So, what is right? Yes, what is right? Who knows? <laughs> what did you feel about the death of like when the brother wasn't going to go to the wedding? And he didn't like that one as much, right? Yeah, that one was like, okay. It, I think that there'd been some really, really good ones. And that one was just kind of like, kind of knew where it was going. And it- That's what I remember thinking. He was just like such, it's like being mean on the wedding day, right? And he like yeah. gave him the finger, right? He was just being like really rude. So it's almost like that's like the worst fear of dying, right? Like you deserved it, right? Yeah, that's that true. Is. That's true. And I don't think that he deserved it. Obviously, no one deserves to die that way because it is obviously a heavy issue. But yeah, yeah. Worst way of dying. Worst way is definitely it's my fault. And like people are mad at me about it. You know, like if I like if I was drinking and driving and got into an accident and killed people and myself. Terrible way to go. Terrible way to go. I would be interested if people did like a grief study of doing this game and like seeing how people react right because i feel like this does go through almost every stage of like grief 
Hmm. Or like it touches on it in a way that doesn't sound cliche because it's only like comedy ones do it for like their like funny addicted drug friend, right? Like that's the only time I really remember AA. There's like a Charlie Sheen world, right? Like what you should do is you do an add-on to the game where you can do a specific level, which is about your loved one who died. And then you can go through their final moments in an add-on to Edith Finch and play out, you know, your grandfather slipping away in the hospital <laughs> or your, your dad who got killed in the car accident and you'd like, anyway. Oh my God. But that is essentially what they say. Like, if you want to know how it feels like to be in It's a Wonderful Life, right? That's, uh, uh-huh. that's how it is. Uh, yeah. What did you think about the Barbara death? She was like the film's horror star. Um, and she's uh, babysitting her brother. Yeah, I, that's the one that's like the comic book. Yeah. One. That one's pretty cool. I yeah. love that one so much. It's because the voice is so like creepy too, but also interesting. Like it is like a good, it was a good voice acting choice. It's also cool because that when it goes into the whole like, it's like done in the style of like a, like a, like a comic book. And so you're kind of like going by frame by frame basically, which it's a nice departure from at that point. I think it started to get a little bit like, oh, we kind of know what's going on. Things are kind of animated in the same way and they they play out in the same way. And then that one breaks it and that one is pretty cool and it's crazy too because it's like i wonder the more that it descends from reality does that mean that it's less true than it happened right like the ones that do sound more realistic are those the ones that are like closest to the story because they're more grounded or the things that are like animated like that's like the lies the family have told over time Mm. about all these deaths right because I always wondered if this was just a family that was suffering with severe mental illness and that's like why each of them kept dying in a weird way. It was like it happened to be accidents. Like I always wonder how much of that. Like we don't have that data, right? Which we could have been collecting back then of like how many people die because mentally they were they were sad that day, right? How like effective is sadness? Yeah, that's the thing that you're never going to know, right? Like somebody gets into a car accident and dies and it's like, whoa, they just messed up, right? Or did they mess up because they like didn't really want to live anymore and they were like mad about something. And so they messed up, but it was like a subconscious thing of like they messed up maybe kind of on purpose or they messed up because they didn't care enough to keep keep doing it the right way. Yeah, because definitely in LA, there's a, there's a lot of you out there. <laughs> I've noticed. I don't even drive and I've noticed that, which is, seek help. I'm worried about you. I remember that ear shot at the end is so is so scary, right? Is it cuts off her, her ear, right? There's some body part that gets cut off. Do you yeah, remember? that sounds right. Then they do like the key in the music box. I feel like you were frustrated when you like couldn't figure this out for a little bit, right? Yeah, I don't remember what you had. It was like tricky. You had to like get this key because the... In the Barber one, it, like, showed you that there was a key inside uh, because that was where she was, like, hiding from her, like, crazy boyfriend who, I guess, killed her. I'm unsure of who the killer is in that either. I don't remember what it was, but if I'm... I think you, like, had to... It was, like, a thing where I did not realize that I was... Like, I tried something, and it was, like, I turned the key in the music box, but I didn't know that I had to... And it didn't do anything, and I didn't know that I had to keep turning it over and over, right? But that's a thing that sometimes in games... You only do something if there's feedback to keep doing it, right? It's like you can go over and you can like click on the door and it doesn't do anything, right? Because you, and you thought you just had to click on it once. It's like, oh, well, I tried that, right? Oh, I went over, I, I clicked the lock and it didn't do anything. So that was that was just like me being stupid and following my, my video game things. <laughs> That's one of the things in, in Silent Hill 3, one of the worst moments in the game. Pretty good game. Terrible moment where you go... 
Basically, you go and you try this one door, and then you have to jump off of this thing, and you go over to this door in the subway station, and you try the door, and it's locked. The train comes and hits you and kills you if you don't get off fast enough, if you don't get back onto the... I'm explaining this terribly. (laughs) But anyway, so basically, you have to do that once, and then once you've done it once, and if you get by successfully with the train not hitting you you have to go back to the door again and it's magically unlocked when i figured out what i was doing wrong because i was wandering the subway station for like hours trying to figure out what i'd missed and then i looked it up online and was like oh you just have to go back and do that again and i'm like what i tried it once it was locked there's no reason for me to think it would be unlocked now yeah i get it and sometimes it's like you get into a rhythm and you like it and into the rhythm of just like what your muscles are doing yeah that you feel like and then it's like nope we're not not gonna do that rhythm anymore right and we might do it for a little bit again but we might not do it for more and the other thing that's weird too is like in that story with barbara they had like a serial killer on the loose like i always wonder how that shapes mm. a town right like how that has to have some impact right to have been like oh my god i was like in the room alone with a serial killer once and that's happens to people right mm-hmm. which is insane yeah i wonder if any of us have ever been in, in a like a grocery store with a serial killer Maybe. Who knows? Or in a bookstore. Or in a bookstore. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm going to review that too, but that'll be on my channel. Which, if you like anything, please donate. Uh, In case I forget to say it at the end. So this will just be like a commercial break and then you have a shorter end. I can just say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, this is the one where her uncle that like lived in the basement. This one always Mm. gets to me. How did you feel about it? Yeah, that was like, that's where you go in like a secret tunnel, right? Oh, yeah. This is the one, right? Yeah, and the... he's doing the one same thing over and over again each day. And it's like not a, it's not an amazing, it's not going to get a lot of likes on Instagram. Or if it does, it's for um, like, it would be a meme, right? It's somebody uh-huh. opening up a can of food every day at the same time, living in like a really dark room. Yeah. With limited space and being very, like, kind of getting old, right? That one is really, really tragic. I think that one, that one is the most heartbreaking, maybe, I think. Or second most. There's another one that's very heartbreaking. I won't spoil it because that one, there is kind of a spoiler. Um, we could talk about the spoiler if you want. That's up to you. Yeah. I, I don't believe in spoilers. Like, I mean, I get it. But I don't think that makes the movie unwatchable. I don't think that at all. I think if you have a spoiler, so I would still watch the movie. Sometimes I'm more likely to know and go watch the movie if I know the spoiler. It doesn't make it unwatchable, but it makes it different. It's a different it experience then. Right. If you and that and this is a game especially where if you don't know what's going to happen, you're gonna have a totally different experience than if you already know what how each of them is going to end. Not necessarily a bad experience, but it's gonna be way, way different. It's also crazy that their basement, somehow, the uncle was able to dig a hole out to the train tracks. <laughs> like, that's insane. It's pretty, there's a lot of surreal stuff in this game. It's definitely not realism. But that's what's also cool about it. That's what makes it, like, a, an interesting game. Because it's not reality. Because you'd be like, why would I play that? I could just live that, right? If I really wanted to. Which is terrible, but. And there is that, you were talking about the, like, the, is this all just, like, kind of lies that the family is st- said about these deaths Mm -hmm. right and that probably is this is like the fable of the uncle who died this maybe isn't what actually happened to the uncle right yeah or there's things where it's like oh there's some of these that to me it feels like oh they died and then kind of the rest of this was like them what like their wishes kind of or like he wanted to do this he died but but he wanted to go on and do this stuff and that's like kind of his journey to heaven or whatever 
So do you think that maybe the things that she are see- is seeing, like, go- they're ghosts? Like, these- maybe this house is haunted, and that's why, like, all the rooms are boarded up, by the mom was, like, freaking out? Yeah, maybe. That makes sense. Oh, that's scary. That's horror. It's interesting that, like, it's like your family can shape this thing, this thing they keep repeating, and then it, like, manifests out, like, all of these deaths now. Like, what is going on? It's almost like being in a cult in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gregory one, the one in the bathtub is... Especially, it's written on the back of divorce papers. Like, that is such... It's like these little details they put in sometimes that like just dig it in just a little bit more. Because every time you pick up kind of an artifact, it is different. It's like a different object. And it is, we do this in acting class sometimes. We're supposed to like bring an object and feel different things about it. And it is an interesting experience. I guess this is, maybe it's like, it's like emotional horror, right? Like it's not like, like most horror things are like, it's about like, you know, fear of like physical harm. And this is like emotional harm. It's like, but there's still physical harm being done. Like he drowned, this baby drowned in a bathtub. Sorry, spoilers, but don't click on a review until you watch the movie. (laughs) That's my advice. (laughs) Well, this is a video game. Yeah. Well, still. It's basically a movie. Yeah, it's it's essentially... There's a, so many cinematic themes in this, which is why I really wanted to talk about it, because I thought... I feel like it needs more credit than it really has. It's interesting and different, and I would play games like this, and I think that these games in, like, mental words and stuff might be kind of helpful, right? If your patient's not going to talk, at least doing this might do... It's something. Mm-hmm. You can also get paid for video games, you know? Oh, yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. Oh, no, because there's that one where it's just the swing, right? There's two different childhood toys. There's the one brother who it was the swing, and Uh he, like, fell down off the thing and drowned, which is, like, these are, like, terribly graphic. Doesn't he get struck by lightning? There's another brother that gets struck by lightning. Yeah. Um. Games are hard to review, too, because you get so sucked into the story, but then it's, like, you don't want to play the game again because then it's a different reaction, right? Like. Yeah, because there's spoilers the second time. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you don't have the same like sometimes confusion and the struggle to do the game is like part of the gaming experience, right? Yes. That's what I've been noticing. And that's one of the things that I think, especially for like horror games and games that are v- based a lot on on story and things like that, the the journey of the character and the journey of the player are and the way those like intertwine with each other are very important. In that it's like, oh, what what does the character know? What does the player know? What is the character going through? What is the player going through? Because games where you're like very, you pretty much know everything and you, I don't know, you're just like controlling a character going around in a world where you are super powerful and know everything. It's not very exciting. Yeah. I want to talk about the one brother who was the one that was doing drugs too. It was interesting how like casually... She mentioned he was doing drugs too. It's like there's a lot of subtlety in the stuff that they mentioned. Like, is this the cannery one? It? Yeah, this is the cannery yeah. one. The brother who was he was like also in a psych institute. And I do feel like because I was in a psych institute when my brother was young, and I I have no idea how that impacted his life at all. Like I have no, I'm sure it did. I would feel I would feel the same. Like if anything were to happen to any of my family members right now, like I would be scared. I mean, I kind of went through it with my mom, so. Mm-hmm. And it's frightening, you know, because it's like you kind of it's harder to talk to them. There is like this barrier of like you don't know what to say because you feel bad. Right. But yeah. there's also there's also something that it's like this just isn't we can't be this way anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's not good for you and it's not good for anybody. Like it's mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah, I think anytime anything happens 
traumatic to someone, no one knows what to say to that person. Could be your dog died, could be a family member died, it could be you had some health issues, but people are just like, hey, right? Like sometimes I just don't even mention it at all. And I just like pretend that nothing happened to that person. And sometimes I'm like, hey, dude, sorry about that terrible thing that happened. And they're like, yeah, man, that's okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) or sometimes I'm just like, maybe they don't want to talk about it. And so I just don't bring it up. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it shouldn't be so. It's just hard because there is like a sorrow, and there's always a sorrow in seeing your friends be sad too. I feel like so when you talk about grief, it's really hard. Like there's not, it's not easy at all, and we don't have a lot of examples of that. I honestly think that's why I like this video game so much because it is kind of some examples of, of at least the conversation, right? I feel like sometimes I can maybe figure out, and maybe this is what people do to people who are mentally handicapped and have difficulties explaining, right? Like the things like maybe they're talking about like princesses and frogs, right? And, you know, all of these other like magical realism elements because that's the way that they know how to communicate it. You know, it's mm-hmm. their best way of saying it, of like kind of trying to understand. Because I believe also poetry is a great way to heal through grief. There is something about it and there is poetry in this in this game because the i like the kind of video game aspect like the old rpg aspect of this one where he like goes into this fantasy and there are some choices it is different if you sail into like the one stream on the left right rather than the stream at the left right right there's like you can be a king or a queen this is one too that goes not down you think because because they you're playing all of these different scenarios and they're all like you all by this point in the game you're like i know he's fucking gonna die right (laughs) you know it's gonna happen and there's a lot of like misdirection in this one of you're like oh it's gonna be this it's definitely oh man this thing's gonna happen and then it goes down this whole entirely different thing that you never would have expected when you start playing that level yeah it's so good i think that is my favorite that's always the cliche one to be the favorite but it is i mean it is somatically beautiful there's so much tension and then the thing like when if you don't keep up with your job that clouds your eyes of your vision right and i feel like that is almost like an artist cry right like somebody who was not meant to do that job and is stuck and doesn't know how to leave yeah exactly yeah I feel like there is. There is this, like, cry because it's, like, all for, like, the fantasy and this dream. His dream isn't achievable. He doesn't even try to achieve his dream. He tries to make what he didn't even want into what he wants, right? It's trying to be magic. It's alchemy, right? It's trying to turn something into gold. And I never realized that that... I always thought that was a plot device and not a metaphor, right? And I think it's a metaphor saying... How much different is that level if you worked at a cannon factory? Though? Or not <laughs> oh a canning factory. Yeah, that is. Just building cannons. Man, I bet he he would still be alive because he'd be having a great time every day. <laughs> like, man, I love my job at the cannon factory. Today I'm doing cannonballs. Tomorrow I'm making that big tube. It's insane. And then I never understand, though, the brother that disappears, right? And the one that's like, it's like a sketchbook. It's a flip book. I don't know how to call those comics. Uh-huh. And then he's like, he kind of paints his way out of this door. And I never understood that. Like, is he famous or is he? Because the whole point of that story is that he disappeared into his painting. Like, almost like a Dorian Gray vibe. Uh-huh. It's a lot at once. I've watched this like three times and I still struggle to talk about it because there's so much complexity and you're also like going through it with them. Like you really do connect. Well, and it's different from a normal, like a normal video game. You're like, 
Oh, if you're you're going on a journey with a character, usually if it's like a single player game, you're going on this journey, and it's like a lot of the things don't really matter because it's like, oh, you're playing like The Last of Us, and it's like, oh yeah, there was that one spot where you killed that big zombie dude right and there's another spot where you killed some zombies and you picked up some stuff and it's like about finding things and building things and, and like helping your character survive or like you know killing all the guys or whatever but this it's like every part of it is done in a different style and it's like very different so it's not oh yeah i went into a different room and killed guys that was exactly like the other room it's like this whole entire world was totally different when i played this one and i turned into different animals floating through the sky and then i was a baby in a bathtub and it's just so different it's so beautiful though there is like a beautiful style to this game none of the like different things are like terrible right yeah and it's like, it's like melancholy. It's just like mm-hmm. you're kind of, for the whole game, I think you just feel a little sad, but not like, but it's also like beautiful and it's beautifully animated and it's interesting. But you stop playing and you're just like, oh, a little bit sad. Yeah, it's so cool though. I always thought the interesting thing was in the the grandma's letter and like you notice that she takes like a lot of medicines at this point too Mm -hmm. the grandma letter in the game is very it got to me because there's so much there's also so much like subtlety that also points to like the grandma telling all these stories might be a problem because she's like on all this medication right and she like wasn't taking it responsibly and that really can like i feel like mess with your mind the drugs that they put you on for uh antidepressants i feel like are treated so much lightly and it's like you need to realize, like, they, that is an effect on your body. Like, your mind, it's its not like a, you're not invincible. We're human, you know? Mm-hmm. You should do safe drugs like marijuana and cocaine and <laughs> no, mushrooms oh and acid. God. And that's the, it's a joke. That's a joke. Don't do drugs. Oh Don't my do gosh. drugs. If there were any children listening. Or do drugs responsibly. Do drugs. <laughs> do, do legal things yeah. legally at the appropriate age at the appropriate age when it is legal and it is Honestly, responsible and in moderation also can't you just if you can avoid it why not you know what i mean why yeah not? what do you got to lose what do you what do you know you can lose stuff on that what do you got to lose doing it the other way the mm-hmm. way that you thought of i think we need to honor people being creative right thinking outside of the box and being like i don't know but you can make it happen right I, this is where i would start right yeah. <laughs> and then we even find out that like because there's like a broken wrist in this right or like i think she maybe when she came out a broken leg or no is it the i never i always get confused that's why like this game you could play like multiple times cause i feel like i still don't understand things but there was like the first person we see is not actually the girl that is narrating the story. It's like her son that she's carrying around when she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. But I can't remember if they had like matching wounds, right? Which almost makes this also feel like a witch ritual then. Like it's like you must bring your slit left wrist, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to this spot on this exact time um, and learn our family's history, right? Like it's a bit scary mm-hmm. if that's the case. But I don't know. Uh Cause it's like she dies too and it's like is he gonna die at that house right we're all gonna die oh uh, i know i'm scared about it what a, oh how do you goodness. feel about death yeah i think it's uh, you know it's just part of life so my dad always says <laughs> well that's very simple yes <laughs> yeah and there's a uh one of my favorite professors in college was joseph Jemin. Anyway, Joe Jemin, uh is he, he didn't come up with this but he was a big proponent of it which is live as if you're already dead Basically, it's like at some point in time, you're dead. So you might as well. We all know we're going to die. That's the end of the story. Everyone is going to die. Do what you want to do now because someday you're going to be dead and you can't do it. So like tell the person what 
you mean to tell them or, you know, quit the job that you hate and get the job that you want because someday you're dead and these little things that are bothering you so much now don't matter, right? The time when you when you misspoke on the podcast doesn't matter because now you're dead. But did you do something interesting, right? Like, oh and there, there's so many things that you can do, but we're like held back by by things that don't matter, right? Am I going to be embarrassed? Am I going to make a fool of myself? And it's like, well, someday you're dead, so <laughs> do it now. Anyway, it's like a very, I think it's a very positive thing. Death is often framed as so negative, but like thinking about it and like letting it affect the way that you live your life can be a good thing. Yeah, for sure. I think if there was less shame about things, people would seek help more and I think people would be kinder. I feel like shame makes people very, very mean and dishonest, right? It makes people not want to tell the truth if you kind of judge them for what they first see. Because sometimes too, it's like speaking about something is practice. You don't always speak things on the right time. Like public speaking is a skill. And we don't if we don't practice enough talking about certain subjects we're going to lose the ability to talk about them at all and it clearly is affecting people when it's not talked about in a there's a better way to talk about it essentially Mm -hmm. than what the way that we are currently doing i think that you're wrong and you should feel shame for what you just said (laughs) oh my god jk that is not the way to handle that oh my goodness (laughs) wow that was so interesting also, great job pooping, Milo, and great job cleaning up. We can see you here. You scrape, 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 scraping up that poop. All right. Well, I'm trying to get a new house so that this is not the podcast. You're not even messing up. with the poop. You're just messing with the fucking he's, bag. He's just scratching at a I'm bag. Just, I'm telling you. I'm Milo. He wants, he's trying to communicate things that he feels about Edith Finch. But Milo, you didn't see Edith Finch, so you can't have an opinion. I told you what the rules were. You have to watch it. <laughs> you're done all right great job pooping my no, we're at the it. end of it anyway because that's it ends on the grandmother's story well and it, you knowing that it's her son repeating the whole thing but i think yeah the interesting thing of repeating patterns which is definitely something that i've noticed in my life and it was kind of one of the first things that made me notice it changed my outlook on it and, and it was kind of healing in a way i don't feel like you end even though it is a sad ending you don't feel sad at the end mm-hmm would you, did you feel the same way? Yeah, I think I felt just kind of like, it's kind of melancholy still. You did? Do you still feel melancholy now about it? Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Luke. Yeah, thank uh, you for having me. Always so, a pleasure. Yeah, sorry if this was a little wonky. You guys, this is our first time talking about a game and figuring out this new setup, but I think yeah. we still had some cool stuff, but it might still be good. So Got this brand new crisp microphone and and mixing board and all this stuff so all yeah a lot of new very fancy things we love it's a fun experience to do it this way too so if you guys ever want to come on and be a guest and talk about something that impacted your childhood whether it's a video game as long as it's a piece of media and i feel like we've got enough things to talk about it uh let's do it um you can support me down in all these links below uh thank you so much for watching i would really like to make this podcast something that i could pay my guest on more because right now i don't make a lot because i don't have a lot of followers and stuff so if you could please go click on those links uh that helps me get to where i want to be and create special opportunities for others because i always want this to be fun did you think you do have fun Luke? i did have fun yes. yeah and i that's would have been... more fun if i was getting paid oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right but hey this would be a great job for luke so please pay me please please so just a joke. I'm here for the for the laughs, for the conversation. I'm not here for the money.
You're such an 80s sitcom star. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is the exact, that is what I feel like they would say uh, in my fantasies when I am around 80s sitcom stars that look how they did in the 80s. <laughs> but thank you so much. Keep watching. Bye.